Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. Welcome to another edition yes, of Red vs. Blue Friday Night Football, wherever you may be. Thanks for making us part of your night. I'm Scott Atkins, team legacy in the world of high-stakes fantasy football, director of ScoutFantasy.com and the Fantasy Football World Championships, as always joined by the big blue co-host from Brandenburg, Kentucky, Michael Trent. Mike, the year Kentucky Wildcats, probably going to be ranked the number one team in the country in college basketball uh, football team, how are they looking, man? Before we get into football, NFL, and the fantasy of your Kentucky Wildcats, how are they doing this year? Uh, so far, so good. Uh, but, you know, it's hard to tell. We'll find out tomorrow night against South Carolina. You know, they, I mean, they should have won the Florida game. Uh, let's face it. They, I mean, they really should have won that won that game. But, uh, you know, Kentucky football is always going to be Kentucky football. We, I've talked about it 10 years ago. I talk about it right now. It's the it's the SEC, and it's going to be a hard time for Kentucky football to make, uh, you know, to make real strides. But so far, so good. Proud of them. Three four seven three two four five four zero four is the number. This is the Red versus Blue show. As everybody already knows, we cover the world of high stakes fantasy football, specifically in the fantasy football world championships, the tenth annual Roto Bowl in the Dynasty Football World Championships. Uh, Mike, we also as players, uh, we still play in the FFPC, the NFFC, and uh, all uh, the RT Sports. Uh, championships, a lot, lots of other things going around the industry that we like to participate in, and it's uh, it's a great show that we've been doing for a long time, and I'm glad to be back. We've had a few uh, look, we've uh, yeah, we're always um, we've had a few illnesses back and forth with the team. We've had some technology issues with the uh, with the waivers that we've always wanted to closely monitor, 
But things have been going pretty smooth, and, and uh, we're very happy about what's going on in the Fantasy Football World Championship. Have a couple of big-time players that we want to um, congratulate for their performances last week. First of all, Louisville's own Jason Aberley, the godfather, is 4-0 in the Fantasy Football World Championship, sitting at number one overall uh, with 741 points going into uh, Thursday night's game, ahead of Chad Schroeder, Cocktails and Dreams at number two, Brian Owens, No Mercy at number three, newcomers to the FFWC, John Pace and Greg Hamlet, the Hammering Trucks at number four. They did very well in the playoff contest this year. Right. And then rounding out the top five is David Strand, the Yak Farmers, who has been a FFWC veteran. So, Mike, lots of names there. And if you look a little bit deeper in the list, uh, our good friends Tim Deneau and Tim Ballou, TNT, they're sitting at ninth overall. The FFP, FFWC champion from 2012, Matt Bailey, is sitting in 10th overall. He's trying to become the first ever repeat world champion. Uh, Nelson yeah. Souza and uh, and uh, the boys from Must See TV franchise, they're sitting in at number 12. And then looky there, number 13 overall, Jason Kahn, Team Shocker, one of the former world championship of fantasy football uh, champions. So it's a lot of names in there that we recognize, still a few names that we that we don't that are new to the scene, but it, it the cream always yeah. rises to the top, Mikey. Yes, it does, Scott. And, you know, I'm glad you brought all those names uh, to the forefront because uh, uh, Chad, Tim, uh, uh, Matt, Jason, you know, those guys, I mean, they're solid and they want to keep on uh, continuing their uh, – uh, their tradition, so to speak, of being the best of, of the best. But uh, the other names you mentioned, uh, they want to be the best of the best. And that's what makes this game fun. That's what makes it uh, what it's all about. Uh, because you want to you want to be the Chad Schroeder. Let's face it, you do. Uh, you want to be yeah. a, a Tim Dunno and, and, you know, Matt Bailey and Jason Kahn. You want to beat these guys. And uh, and how do, you, how do you beat them? You know, just – Put your lineup in and uh, be that good, draft that good, and, uh, you know, just uh, get get your name mentioned on red versus blue. Really, I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, it just uh, it adds up. Well, it's interesting. Jason Aberley, the top team in the world championship, when you look at his draft, he drafted from the 11 hole. We've all been there before. We're like, what are we going to do with the 11 hole, right? Are you going to take one of those running backs that fall to you, like a G.O. or a Le'Veon Bell? Le'Veon Bell was falling at that point. But it was Geo, DeMarco Murray. Uh, those options were there. You also had great options at wide receiver probably falling to you. At 111, he chose A.J. Green, followed it up at 2-2 with DeMarco Murray. So there you go. Beautiful. DeMarco Murray has been the best back mm. in the league so far. Yep. And remember remember the video clips that I was putting on Facebook uh, in August. I was watching the, the highlight reel of DeMarco Murray, and I said, this looks like the best back in the league. Those last six games of last year, he just looked like a monster, and mm-hmm. the offensive line was – rolling for him so he is uh showing that he can be when healthy the best back in the league uh no doubt about it i mean the the skill points and the skills and talents of LaShawn mccoy and jamal charles obviously you know it's already well documented who they are but demarco murray the blend of power and size and elusiveness yeah uh, I, I tell you he's got the he's got the whole package if he can stay healthy this guy could be the number one back in the league yeah, there's no doubt about it, Scott. If if he can stay healthy, of course we always say that about uh, you know special special running backs, and I I, com- I consider uh, Demarco one of those guys. I mean, he's a special running back because uh, let's face it, it's it's not in the hands of uh, number nine anymore. It's in the hands of uh, twenty nine. So uh, you know, put it in Demarco's hands, and if he stays healthy, 
watch out. Sky's the limit. By the way, we've always thought that Lance Dunbar was going to be the lead kind of uh, number two there, and maybe he still is. I'd like to get the chat room's opinion on that. The crew here, some of the best minds in the world of high-stakes fantasy football, bright side of life, Henry Muto, kicking bass. Thank you for being in the chat. Um, we are think, are hearing that Joe Randall might be getting some of those Joe carries, Randall. and he's earned them. And, and I'll tell you this, I, I was watching the pickups uh, by the best, some of the best players in the world, and, and, and you know I was seeing Joe Randall picked up well ahead of this, uh, this news um, last week uh, and the week prior uh, by some of the best players. So, you know, the writing was kind of on the wall for some of the best players saying, hey, Joe Reynolds is going to be the guy um, if something were to happen to DeMarco. And we all know that that, uh, that can happen. So let's keep an eye on that. But Joe Reynolds is a guy that if, if he is available in some of your deeper leagues like the NFFC uh, perhaps or, or some of the other leagues that maybe he's sitting out there and you need a running back. He should be rostered, but you never know. Do a search real quick for the name Randall. Uh, but back to Jason Averley's team for a second. We always like to analyze, well, how did he become – how is he the best team in the world championships right now? A.J. Green, DeMarco Murray at the 111-2-2 turn. Reggie Bush, Michael Crabtree at the 3-4 turn. Now, that's interesting, Mike, because when you think about the best team in the world championships, you wouldn't think that that's Reggie and Michael no. Crabtree at the 3-4 turn. <laughs> No, not at all, Scott. He must have really made some damage uh, in rounds five through say twelve. Because I well, let's go. Let, know, let's I, go on. I want. I want. I want to share this with you. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting, right? Uh, five and six turn. Ray Rice and Terrence Williams. Again, this was drafted Sunday, August thirty first, before all of the drama. Sunday, August thirty first. This stuff wasn't really. It hadn't hit yet. Ray Rice, right. Terrence Williams, five eleven six two. That's incredible, right? Uh, how is this the best team in the league? Well, here you go. Remember, you can I, – I listen to guys all the time, right, and they'll, and they'll say, man, oh, that one pick really screwed me. You know, if I, if I could just have that one pick back. It's not about one pick. It's about a collection of talent on your team and hitting on the right guys. Look who he takes in the 7-8 turn. You ready there for this? There we go. Yep, I'm ready. Steve Smith, Steve Smith Beautiful. and Andrew Luck. Steve Smith and there Andrew you Luck. Now you're talking about – DeMarco, <laughs> Steve Smith, and Andrew Luck. He's got one of the he's got the top running back, the top quarterback, and one of the top wide receivers just completely blowing everybody away. Steve Smith Sr. seems like he's just rejuvenated yep. there. Do you think that's gonna continue? Let, I mean I mean how how realistic do you I, think it's gonna be that 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 Steve Smith stays where he is uh in the wide receiver ranks you know, by the end of the year? You know, I th- I thought about that. This week, Scott, uh, especially after the game against Carolina, it's like, okay, is was that his redemption game? Is this thing over? I don't think so. Him and Joe Flacco have obviously a serious relationship, and these guys are they're they're tenured professionals, and they're getting it done. So I don't think Steve Smith is going to back off one bit. Okay, so right now he's averaging twenty one and a half points a game. I mean, wow. Okay, and. Yeah. Um, you, 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 that puts him at the number four wide receiver overall. Do you think he could stay in that top five or even better yet, top ten? Uh, I, I don't. Th- I think he's hit a ceiling, but uh, yeah. you know, I don't see him going backwards. I, I don't at all, Scott. Well, and it'll be interesting because Baltimore is in a position that they they're going to have to throw all year, unless you all of a sudden think that Forsett and Talia Farrell are going to be able to hold the fort down. Uh, they're going to be in some tight games, some tough games. Uh, the Bengals, um, and, and games that, that are really division uh, on the line kind of things. And Joe Hayden, 
uh, for Cleveland, even though, you know, they've got problems on the offense. you got some stud uh, cornerbacks on that team, and so it'll be interesting to see what, what Steve Smith is able to do. I thought for sure that Carolina was going to stop him, and if you watch that game like I did, they sold out on Steve Smith. They absolutely sold yeah. out on him, and he still, him and Flacco still beat him. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco is a management of players. He's management of, of a team. And uh, the one thing about it is Steve Smith, Steve Smith buys in to Joe Flacco right now. He buys into everything. And if he didn't, he wouldn't go out publicly and just downgrade Carolina the way he did. I mean, Steve Smith, he's a little short son of a gun like myself. But bottom line is the guy can play. And he was pissed off because Carolina gave up on him and he wanted to show them, and he's showing the whole league, game after game after game. So I don't see him backing off. I really don't. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see. We've got Carolina this week against uh, – I'm, I'm sorry, not Carolina, but Baltimore against the Indianapolis Colts. And when you look at what Indianapolis, Dr. Roto was actually, when I talked to him this week, he's a little bit down on Steve Smith this week just because of what Indianapolis has been doing uh, to some of the defenders there. Uh, but, look, well, I, it, I, don't, I don't think it's a stretch to, to say that, you know, this, this is very possible that, that he does continue. But right now Indianapolis has been holding their own, and, uh, and the, the corners for Indianapolis have been able to hold their own. Right, but but the other thing about it is, uh, you know, whether what other uh, wideout is going to be there, Tory, Tory, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's a, Tory? He, he, yeah, yeah, he's got. You know, the stats have not been kind to Tory Smith, but if you look, I, I read that stat this week, and I, I'm sure everybody did in the chat room here. We're all we're all fanatics. Uh, maybe the listeners at home didn't read it, but Tory Smith leads the NFL in pass interference penalties. So. You know, those are yards for the team. They're not yards for the player. And you got to respect that. It does, it's not translating to fantasy stats, but you got to respect that, right? So uh, there, are, there are some pass interference uh, penalties going on there. And, you know, Torrey's still a good player, but he has been absolute yep. garbage. I mean, I thought for sure Smith would be the guy that would be the beneficiary last week, uh, but Steve Smith was still able to get him. So we'll see. But back to Jason Aberley's team for a second. Well, let's finish this up. The ninth round, Andrew Hawkins. The tenth round, Martellus Bennett. The eleventh round, Ahmad Bradshaw. So there you go. Tenth round, Martellus Bennett. Eleventh, Ahmad Bradshaw, a contributor. Hawkins is even a contributor, especially in the FFWC, when you need to have targets and receptions and, and starting that eleventh man every week. You know, Hawkins can be a contributor in that in that regard. So he hasn't been, you know been a touchdown guy yet, but you know he's a guy that. And, uh, you, you you would plug in in the FFWC. Maybe not in some of the other formats like NFFC or FFPC, but you would plug him in in the FFWC. Right. And uh, a guy like Martell Spinnett. I mean, are you serious? Oh. That late? I mean, uh, right. I, that, that's a steal. That's a steal because, uh, let's face it, we knew coming in that Jay Cutler was going to have all kinds of weapons uh, with uh, uh, Alshon Jeffrey and Brandon Marshall. But uh, you, you got to remember, uh, Martellus Bennett is right there too. So uh, you know, I, I just cannot believe that that he went that late. But uh, he did. So take him. No, he did. He was dope. Yeah, that that was where he was going. And look, he's he's the only tight end that's behind Jimmy Graham in terms of production right now. And so you have guys like Julius Thomas that are that you would put up there. But right now, with the way Martellus Bennett is involved in that offense with 29 receptions, 295 yards, and four touchdowns. 
This guy is one of Cutler's favorite targets. And by yeah. the way, not to not to tout our not 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 to toot the own horn here, but didn't we didn't we say Jay Cutler was a surprise top five quarterback so far? So far, uh-huh. he's proven his right. So far, he's yep, proven his right. He's been a top five quarterback, and no, people were drafted him with the twelfth or thirteenth quarterback off the board. And we said, look, he's going to be a top five guy. So you you don't need to worry about so far, Scott. I'm telling you. This guy, I mean, from the from week one, I was like, man, I love this guy. I love this guy. You, you can get him in uh, in your seventh, eighth round, which most guys did, ninth round even, uh, as your first quarterback. That, that's your Q, that's your QB one. Jay Cutler is your QB one throwing to Brandon Marshall, Alshon Jeffrey, and Martell Bennett. Are you kidding me? <laughs> He's one of four quarterbacks in the league. Uh, Andrew Luck, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, and Jay Cutler all have double-digit touchdowns so far this year. But anyway, look, when you look at Jason Aberley's team, last point I'll make, congratulations, Jason. Great, great, great job. When you're able to nail the number one running back, one of the, 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 the biggest surprise wide receiver of the year, Steve Smith, the number one quarterback, and the number one tight end behind Jimmy Graham and Martellus Bennett, uh, he's still got A.J. Green, too, by the way, which hasn't been A.J. Green, but he's still, he'll still be there. Uh, you can whiff on some of those picks. And, look, Reggie Bush and Crabtree are not whiffs. They're just, they just haven't performed up to par. I think we'll see a lot more Reggie going. this week, of course. Joy yeah. Bell has been ruled out of this game, and everybody would yeah. expect that Joy uh, or Reggie would be not only played in every lineup that he's in, but – this is the week of DraftKings yeah. Millionaire Maker, the $27 entry. By the way, they're up to 55,000 entries already, Mike. 92,000 are allowed. It's worth a shot at 27 bucks. Sure. You know, 27 I, I bucks. Can't imagine, yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine not taking a shot at a million dollars. Somebody, it's the first millionaire of the season. Somebody's going to win a million. I saw a team today that had over 700 entries. Now, look. Again, it, this is a long odds contest. Most of your big names aren't going to really dive in and support this uh, with a bunch of entries, but most everybody's going to take at least a shot. Throw a team in or two, a couple of quarterback wide receivers. Throw a hundred bucks. Yeah, you're going to you're going to throw a couple of shots in this throw, thing because it pays out. Throw hundred bucks. So you, got, pays, you got three teams. Why not? Yeah, it what pays the heck? fifteen thousand spots. Fifteen thousand. As long as you're in the top fifteen thousand, <laughs> you're going to make your money back. So. Uh, yeah. daily, daily is a different beast, Mike, but it is a lot of fun. It's something to complement your season long. I don't think it will ever replace for me my season long, uh, you know, fascination with fantasy football. I love the draft. I love preparing for the draft, getting my draft pick. I love the starting lineups and the waiver moves and all that. I, I just think that's my game of choice, but I do like playing daily and I like the, the week to week refresher it gives you in the leaderboards I, in, in the big prize pools. Like you can't. You can't knock that. So DraftKings twenty-seven dollar millionaire I, top prize. I tell you where uh, the weekly contests are going to be more impactful is when uh, chumps like me that you know you're uh, two and four in your fantasy league or two and five. You know, then you'll be like, well, wh- where I go now? Well, jump on into uh, DraftKings and you know, do that particular week, week eight, week nine, week ten, week eleven, whatever. And you never know, you know, throw in some money and uh, see what happens. We're going to take a call from the 239. 239, you're on red versus blue. Listen, Dr. Roto, I'm just calling to see how many uh, players, how many guys uh, are going to play the DraftKings Million Dollar Tournament this weekend. Dr. Roto. Oh, Dr. Roto. 
the doc shows up on Rivers Blue. Thanks for, thanks for coming in? on, man. How many entries are you putting in? I I will have maybe a half a dozen. Nothing more than that. Maybe 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 a half a dozen. Maybe 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 as many as ten. You know, look, I, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna have my quarterback. I'm gonna have my quarterback wide receiver combos. That's the way these things are won. You you talk to Tommy all the time, right? But the, yeah. I was talking to Ian about this the other day, and I, w- I was like, Ian, you know, Sunday Monday night is the big Seattle Washington game. I was like, I have a. You would like to think the fan in us would like to think that the million dollar winner is going to be crowned on Monday night, and so I'm trying to figure out who that guy is, and he's like. Well, how about Russell Wilson? I was like, well, it could be. I was like, but who do you pair him with? He's like, well, do you have to pair him with anybody? I was like, tell, t- tell the fans at home, Doc, what do you think about pairing wide receivers and quarterbacks at DraftKings? No, if you want to win, if you want to win a big tournament, you have to pair. Al Smizzle paired Andy Dalton with, was it A.J. Green or Gresham a couple okay. of years ago when he won 300 k I mean, I could see the Russell-Wilson-Percy Harvin combo, but I don't think Wilson gets enough chances. Kirk Cousins, I wouldn't pair with Mike, you know, so or, or anybody. So I don't know. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of going super cheap this week, and I may be crazy, but I want to have one team with it. With Mike Glennon and Vincent Jackson. Woo! Huh. I like it. Huh. You, you've had some things to say, Doc, about Mike Glennon recently. Uh, what is it about his game? What is it about, and obviously the value at DraftKings, uh, notwithstanding the salary is very affordable and that makes a lot of sense. You can load up at other positions. But in the regular world of fantasy, you've, you've had some things about Mike Glennon. You said some recently on your, on your, uh, on your videos. Yeah, you know, I look at guys and I look at teams and I ask myself, how do they rebound from a setback? And there was no bigger setback than we saw this year than the Buccaneers against the Falcons. That was atrocious. But to come out last week against the Steelers on the road when they could have totally laid up in that fourth quarter, to come back I thought was big time. And moreover, he didn't even go to Vincent Jackson that much. He went to Lewis Murphy. So that showed me a lot of moxie, a lot of attitude. I thought the Josh McCown's signing was terrible you know what maybe glennon is a good young quarterback they have two good receivers uh doug martin bobby rainey safarian jenkins maybe glennon is what the bucks need to get this going mike what do you think about that yeah you know what it, it could be because glennon glennon has an arm and glennon has uh you know they'll just let him uh freewheeling down the road. And uh, so uh, this could be a perfect opportunity for uh, for Tampa Bay to, uh, you know, just let, let let it roll and let him throw. Dr. Roto I think this week, Glennon's, in, Glennon's interesting this week because the Saints are going to put a lot of points on, a lot of points yeah, up yeah. in that game. And I think a lot of people in DraftKings are going to have Drew Brees, and rightfully so. But you know what? Garbage time? What if Glennon gets 300 yards and two touchdowns? A lot of it in garbage time. I'll take those points for 5,800 bucks or whatever it is. Maybe a little sure. Lewis Murphy, sure. a little Austin Safarian Jenkins. Talk about the New Orleans Saints, though. If they do roll in this game, you you named Kerry Robinson as one of your visionary sleepers for the week. Oh, yeah, I think Kyrie Robinson's getting a lot of opportunity right now, especially around the goal line. Where was Pierre Thomas last week? I think the guy had seven total touches. He he was playing on special teams. Travaris Cataret, I think he was, he's in the hurry-up game. I think Kyrie Robinson scores a touchdown this week. He's 3000 bucks on DraftKings, and you know what? He's cheap on FanDuel as well. If you're looking for a touchdown, I think this is a guy who can get you a rushing touchdown, maybe even two this week. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I, I totally agree. I think he will score a touchdown uh, based on uh, the fact they're playing Tampa Bay. 
But then again, Tampa Bay went on the road to Pittsburgh and won. Uh, and New Orleans, I know they're coming off of a uh, bad beat against Dallas. But, uh, you know, are, are they ready? I mean, Tampa Bay is ready. There's no doubt about it. So, uh, they're, I don't know. I, you know, could be a tough situation there. Dr. Roto yeah, doing I, I, one. Uh, oh, sorry. Sorry, Doc. Go ahead. No, no. My, the last thing is, you know, the Saints play better at home. And the Saints played a lot better at home, and they were embarrassed last week. Nobody wants to be embarrassed on national TV. So, you know what? Whether you like the game or not, I think it's a high-scoring game. And when you're trying to win daily, you want the the games to be high-scoring. So that's what I'm talking about. Okay. Final question for Final question for Dr. Roto before you get out of here, my man. Uh, I've had a hard time uh, watching this Jordan Cameron season kind of unfold, and I've got some. I've got backups. You know, I, I always have a backup tight end ready to go, and some of these leagues I have Kels. Some of these leagues I have Donald uh, for the Giants. I'm trying to figure out what I do with Cameron now. Do I put him ahead of these guys? or do, do, So talk about those two guys specifically because they've been so huge. Donnell and Kels, uh, what do you do with them if you have Jordan Cameron? Yeah, I'm a Travis Kelsey fan. I really am. The guy was a second-round pick, and if it wasn't for a major injury, I think you would have seen him last year be dominant. He's fast. He's got good hands. My problem with him this week, he's going up against the 49ers. It's a tough matchup. Uh, you know, Eli always throws to his tight ends. Historically, it's like e- Eli loves his tight ends. And Donnell, you know, he's not the biggest guy. Well, he's tall, but he's not the fastest guy, but he's got good hands. And Eli, I mean, three touchdowns against the Redskins. So yeah. I'm a big Jordan Cameron fan. I really am. But I think the shoulder's an issue. And it's going to be an issue all year. So right now, if I had to rank the three, I think I'm going to rank it. Let's see. That's a tough one. I'm going to say Kelsey one, Donnell two, Cameron three. But I'm ready each week, depending on the matchups, to go a different direction. So this week, I'll say Donnell because I hate the Falcons' defense. But in general, I like Kelsey better. Mike, Mike, do you have Donnell anywhere? What did you think of those three touchdowns uh, the other the other night when uh, when he just absolutely went off? Did we lose Mikey? No, I'm here. <laughs> we we got to get you another cell phone. Can, can we get can we can we get cell phone nation in the chat oh, room and send Lordy. Mikey another cell He's phone? How many, how many He's reflecting on what I'm How many cell phones have you got? Yeah. How many cell phones do I have? <laughs> what do you think of Donnell, man? What do you think of Donnell? Do, do, do you like this kid? I mean, is is this the next coming of Jeremy Shockey? What 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 is this guy? No, the guy's too big. He's he's too big. He's too good. Uh, Jeremy Shockey, uh, he'll put uh, he'll make people forget about Jeremy Shockey, in my opinion. I mean, uh, Donnell is uh, he, he's that good. So uh, you know, I, I would just uh, plug him in every time you can, and uh, because it's it's the way they do their offense because that offense has changed for for uh, New York, and they're going to continue to use him and. When he he's going to fade off, I mean he's going to fade off for a couple of weeks because they're going to start, uh, you know, they're going to start uh, focusing in on him. But yeah. I guarantee it, within a couple of weeks, once Rashad Jennings starts getting his run and things yeah. like that, and Victor Cruz, and he'll be back well, on track. You have to pay for him right now on DraftKings fifty seven hundred. So far, I, I said last question, last question, but I'm going to give you one last one, Doc. Uh, Travis Kelsey is dirt cheap on DraftKings. Is he a fade, or do you play this kid at 3000 He's probably going to be on 40% of rosters. 
Yeah, I'm fading him. I'm definitely fading him. I, you know, I like the guy. Oh, I told you, I like the guy. I just don't like the matchup. And I think he's going to be almost a must start for people because they think they can save money by using right. him. But I'm going to fade him. I think there are a couple other plays. I do like Danell. I think he's good. I think, you know, Julius Thomas, the Arizona Cardinals, cannot cover a tight end. You know that. Uh, Jimmy Graham's going to cost you a fortune of money. But I think there's a couple of sleepers. If you look down on that list, you can find a couple other guys besides Kelsey this week. But I know people are going to want to jump on that, but I'm fading. Make sure you check out Dr. Roto on the Scout Fantasy Forums. Doc, we appreciate uh, you, you jumping in on Red vs. Blue, man. Have a great weekend, and good luck in DraftKings this week. All right, you too, guys. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. It's always nice to have Doc stop in for a visit on Red vs. Blue, isn't it, Mike? It's uh, he, He's doing such a great job. He is literally the MVP of the franchise right now, doing such an incredible job every single day with videos and content. Absolutely love that guy. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, he brings a lot to the table, and uh, that's what we want. You know, guys like me, I'm I'm an amateur, basically. So, uh, I, you know, I want to learn, and I want to hear from the best minds, and uh and fantasy football, and that's that's what that's what the show is all about, man. Uh, the uh, comment in the chat room is uh, Luke Wilson, and you know what? I really like that. Uh, I love that play uh, for a Luke Wilson, uh, but I'm not seeing him. Where is he on the list? I can't find him anywhere. Anybody find him on DraftKings? What's he? Uh, what's his salary? It's got to be three thousand, right? There he is. Yep, three thousand. Probably down there he about three. Be, yeah, he could be the guy that I put in my lineup on DraftKings because I'm looking for that action on Monday night uh, to make me a million dollars, <laughs> man. Oh, first ever million dollar prize this year, 2015-14 on uh, DraftKings this weekend. Uh, If you go to the Secret Stars article, we put together an article uh, every single week. It's called Secret Stars. You can find it at FF Toolbox under the Week 5 category, and you can find the Secret Stars article. Matter of fact, I'll put a link in the chat room. But it gives you our plays, our value plays for DraftKings, and it also gives you a couple of links. If you're not a DraftKings player yet, click on that link that I put there in the chat room. Sign up and play. It's $27. You'll have your shot at the million this week, and you can start building your week five lineup once you start. It's pretty fun. But, look, I love – if you want to put one lineup in and root for one lineup, great. I always like to put a couple of lineups in for those quarterback-wide receiver combos, and that's kind of what Doc was talking about. He's going for it with Glennon. Yeah. And I think he said B-Jax. Did he say B-Jax and Glennon? Is that what he said? Yeah. So Yeah, B-Jax Glennon. That's nice. It's nice. I, kind of, I, I like that. Let's bring in the 631 area code. 631, you're on with Red versus Blue. What's going on, guys? It's Larry. How's everyone doing tonight? Larry Gold. Hey, what's going on? Yeah, boys. How is everyone? Doing great. What's going on, buddy? Flipping fired up. Are you guys talking about this million-dollar um, DraftKings deal this weekend? Uh-huh. Exciting. Talk to us. Talk to us, Larry. You've got a lot going on. You put out some excellent uh, content this week over at Scout Fantasy. Larry Gold, uh, one of our senior uh, fantasy experts at ScoutFantasy.com that you do get access to when you subscribe to Scout Fantasy. Uh, you put out the Fantasy Football Stock Watch. Uh, that's one of the, the popular articles every week. Um, you, you, you call it the, uh, the – it's, it's like the fantasy stock market. You show the rises and the fallers. And there was one guy that was very interesting to me, Larry – it was Bishop Sankey. I feel like this is we're, we're getting ready to yep. learn. The world's getting ready to learn about this kid. 
I'll tell you, I mean, you guys are talking about low percentage plays this weekend. I mean, in the high stakes world, Sankey's had a buzz about him for a couple weeks. You know, his snaps have been picking up, and, you know, we, we see what Sean Green and McCluster are. But in terms of this DraftKings challenge this weekend, Sankey is, Sankey is going to be a player that could pay dividends. I mean, you know, if you get a 20-point game out of a guy who is not one of your mainstream studs, it gets you off to a, you know, to a good start. And, you know, I, I think he's right for it this week. You know what, Larry? That's been uh, that's been a couple weeks coming, and actually, uh, you know, I think the whole uh, NFL community and uh, especially the Tennessee Titans, they knew that it was going to be about four or five weeks. So, uh, you know, this was a definite uh, definite right time for Bishop, wasn't it? And he feels like one of those guys that doesn't have to have a dominant performance to get you a big fantasy game. He just feels like one of those guys. He could, you know, obviously you have the touchdown upside that can always come, you know, they're going to be from playing from behind for the most part all year long. But he's going to get a lot of, of those short receptions, kind of think of like Chris Johnson mold of a couple of years ago. By no means uh-huh. am I comparing him to Chris Johnson in his prime, but right. he, can, he can get an ugly, he can turn an ugly game into a positive fantasy day. And, you know, he's not really a guy that I targeted a lot because he was going in the fifth round during draft season. But of all these running back by committees that are going two and three ways now, he just seems like a guy he's just gonna he's just going in the right direction and you you want volume and he's definitely gonna be one of those guys for the rest you know, probably not not so much this week and next week, but as we get to the second half of the year, he's gonna yeah. be a top twenty back. I would like to see a few more snaps. Uh I wouldn't you know, look, it's the million dollar contest, so can he go from twenty two to like, you know, forty uh, snaps, yeah, he can, but we're, we're we're expecting it to happen this week. When you know there are guys literally um, that you know you can get snaps out of, and if you use the snap tool at FF Toolbox, you can always monitor what snaps they're getting and where those snaps are coming from. Are they coming from the offense? Are they coming from the special teams? And how that translates to touches, and that's what we want in fantasy, right? Uh, I mean, Larry, we want touches, and there's a guy that get, is going to get plenty of touches this week. And that's Rashad Jennings. He's always, uh, you know, Andre Williams is getting him too, but Rashad Jennings is going to get plenty of looks in that game uh, this week against Atlanta. Oh, I mean, what a dream matchup that is. I mean, everyone talks about, you know, Eli has been a popular popular guy this week. Everyone saw what he did Thursday night against the Redskins. But you saw what McKinnon and um, uh, Seattle did last week against against Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Jennings Jennings could be the lead back this week. I mean, you know, when you're when you're thinking about building these these lineups and these eighty thousand people challenges like this million dollar challenge, Jennings has to be at the top of your list of running backs you're going to consider. You know, whether he's a guy that you sprinkle in on some of your teams or you just roll with him across the board, he he's on the short list of backs that should perform. I mean, I, I trust him more than McCoy this week, and it's not even close. Well, you, yeah, you know what, Larry. Uh, uh, that's the biggest over and under game uh, of the week that I'm showing mm-hmm. right now is, uh, yeah, uh, Atlanta, New York. Giants, uh, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. over and under is 50. So uh, that means that uh, they're expecting a, a lot of points scored uh, by both teams. And uh, I hope that Rashad is going to be, you know, he's going to be back. I just, I'm not sure in that offense, though. That offense is, I mean, they really want to, Focusing on the quick passes. Well, you know, one of the things that I look at is, 
expected, especially with these dailies, is expected game flow. So when I look at Atlanta, you know, their offensive line is just, just a disaster right now. So I think, you know, you still have Ryan and Jones and White and all those guys. If they're going to score, they're going to score fast. They're not going to be able to run the ball in the Giants. So their time of possession is going to be is going to be on the lower side, which means more more time for the Giants, which means yep. more chances for Jennings to be on the field, higher percentage of snaps relative to some of the other backs in the league, and you know everything everything is there for him to just be a slam dunk this week. Yep, good point. Good point. Larry Gold, Larry Gold, a senior fantasy expert at ScoutFantasy.com. You can get access to Larry's uh, premium articles and his advice and who do I start over at ScoutFantasy.com uh, on the premium member-only message boards as well. Uh, there's another guy on that same team, Andre Williams, that's priced at three times uh, this week, dirt cheap, and he actually had more snaps and more touches than Rashad Jennings last week. Now, was that more situational-based, or do you think that they're trying to – keep Rashad Jennings the workload balanced because they have somebody that's so explosive as Andre Williams. Well, the thing that happened with that Thursday night game is they were coming off a game against Houston where Jennings had, I'm off the top of my head, I think he had about 30 touches. He had a, he had tons of volume and he was coming back on three days of rest. And then they got themselves up by four touchdowns against the Redskins. Perfect opportunity for them to work Williams into the system. Yeah, Williams' strength is running the ball. His, his hands are a little brittle. He's not pretty strong in catching the ball out of the backfield. So I'm reluctant to start him in some in something like the in the millionaire format because you're going to be reliant on touchdowns and yardage. Now the matchup is great. He has probably an upside to get you 15, 16 points if he finds the end zone. But when you're looking to beat 80,000 people. 15 or 16 points is not going to cut it. So even if he's dirt cheap in DraftKings, if I want to take a shot on him, it might be on one team, but by no means would I use him across the board on all my rosters. I'll I'll tell you another guy that's only 3,000 this week, and I'd like to get your comments on him as well, Larry, is Alfred Blue. And we all know that Harry and Foster will, will very likely – uh, potentially he's going to play, right, because of, uh, because of his – but you never know. He's always a high-risk option. And, if, and if, if he were to sit because of that hamstring and, he not, and not suit up, Alfred Blue at 3,000, he'd, he'd be a pretty high-percentage guy on, on DraftKings. Definitely. I mean, Boster's one of those guys where you, you, even though he's probable right now and he practiced and you saw some of, the, some of the cuts in the locker room the other day, we're all waking up Sunday morning, and it's pretty much 50-50 whether we think he's going to play. We just don't know. Yeah. And the, the downside with Blue is that if Forster sits out, Blue is going to be a very, very high percentage play, which means you have no room for error around him. But at the same time, he's so cheap that it's definitely worth a shot because the matchup against Dallas is solid. And if Forster's not playing, he doesn't have to share the touches with anyone. So it's he definitely makes a lot of sense. The only thing that that would disappoint me about that exciting matchup is the fact that he is going to be so high percentage. But at that price, studs that you can build around him, he's definitely someone you need to consider. Mike, I don't know if you caught the article uh, that Larry wrote uh, the other day, uh, but it was it really got me to think. I, no, actually, I well, this the article actually was released today. But when you broke down uh, the player uh, in Eddie Royal, I think a lot of people are, are missing what you're seeing. Talk about Eddie Royal a little bit, Larry, and then, Mike, I want to get your thoughts on, on him as well. 
for him. Sure. Absolutely. With Eddie, Eddie Royal, the, the situation with him is what he's done the last two weeks is a carbon copy of what he did last year, but it's a completely different situation. This year, Eddie Royal is a key component of that offense. There's no Danny Woodhead. There's no running game, especially with Ryan Matthews out. So, in effect, they're, they're short a receiver. Eddie Royal, you know, discounting last week's bombs that he caught against Jacksonville, is a slot receiver that catches these little slants across the middle of the field, kind of like in the region that Danny Woodhead does. And Phil Rivers is throwing the ball. It's one of the best passing offenses in the league right now. And Royal is basically the number two receiver on the team. Keenan Allen is going to get his. Malcolm Floyd is the deep threat. He's going to stretch the field for you know two or three big plays a game. And then you have old man Gates in the middle and with area screen. But that still leaves a huge volume of targets. And every time I woke up, Eddie Royal is running wide open in the middle of the field or down the field. Right. And he's been with Rivers for three years now. So the continuity that he feels in that offense is just – it's not going away, guys. It's not what it was last year where the Chargers wanted to run the ball and they were trying to grind out wins. Grind out wins. This is an explosive offense, and Royal is a huge component of it. And you know, I was fortunate enough to pick him up in a couple of weeks, a few weeks ago, and he's one of the guys that I don't even think twice about right now. He's playing the Jets this week. Worst secondary in football, or top five worst secondary in football. Royal is a guy that's going to be all over my DraftKings teams this weekend. Yeah, you know what, uh, Larry, I, I totally agree. I mean, Eddie Royal has been solid uh, throughout, uh, and he just came from, you know, kind of from out of nowhere. Uh, they're going to have Keenan. Keenan McCar- uh, uh, McCardle. Uh, <laughs> Keenan Allen, yeah, I mean, he's a mainstay. Uh, Malcolm Floyd, uh, just kind of watching, see what, see what happens with him. But ever since their uh, run game went down, and now that they had to uh, look for uh, Donald Brown, it's been like, okay, well, we still got to use our uh, pass game, but they're still going to be committed to the run. So be very mindful of that. But uh, Eddie Royal uh, is going to be a solid play. Uh, but Keenan Allen, to me, just blows me away. I mean, that guy has incredible talent. But guys keep forgetting about Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers is – I mean, he's a passionate guy. You can see that guy in 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 the locker room, in the in the huddle, on the sidelines. He's a passionate guy. He wants him and and the other receivers to succeed. And I can't wait to see what happens with Ladarius Green down the road too. The Jets have no secondary. They're they're secondary rivals. Some high school teams. It's it's that bad. So wow. when, you're, when you're talking about trying to just stack a team this weekend, I mean, I, I have to think that they're going to be fairly high percentage, but you you run out Rivers, Allen, and Royal, or you go Rivers and Allen on some teams, Rivers and Royal on some others. I mean, I don't see – I mean, you can't run on the Jets, so I don't really think Donald Brown is going to – I don't even think they're going to factor around Donald Brown that much into the game, into the game plan. Rivers is just going well, to win all over. Well, you know what? What's crazy is that's one of the lower over and unders of the week. It's a forty-three and a half at San I don't, Diego. I don't, I don't think Vegas expects the Jets to score more than ten points. Mm. That, yeah, that's probably right. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-huh. Larry Gold, thank, thank you uh, for coming on. I got. I, I want to get your thoughts on the uh, the Pilar 
Lostra article that I'm sure I'm sure you read. read uh, it was the Darren Reeves reality. It's it's a it's a members only article on Scout Fantasy. Uh, Darren Reeves, what do we make of this kid? And is, is this a is this a startable uh, a startable guy if you picked him up on waivers and you're hurting for a running back? Well, actually, I in my um, fab report that I did was released on Tuesday. I actually recommended Reeves as a guy that people that are in a crunch at running back take a look at. No, that was on Tuesday. It's tricky to, to make these decisions on Tuesday. You know, Jonathan Stewart, it looks like he's, he's out at this point. Fozzie Whitaker has practiced the last two days, and then, and they, and then they, silent, they, um, they signed um, Agbenaya, um during the week as well. So now you have, yeah. Obanaya, you have Obanaya, you have Reeves, and you have Fozzie. And, but the thing is, it's a terrific matchup. Bears up the middle are just depleted right now. They have no interior defense. So if a hot hand develops out of that Carolina backfield, a really big game could be had. Now, we know what Obanai mm-hmm. is. He's, he's, he's strong at catching the ball. He, he will probably serve as the third down back, I would think. Uh, and five is coming off an injury. So Reeves is really the only guy that we know that is, you know, for all intents and purposes, 100% healthy. Didn't do much last week. It was a tough matchup against Baltimore. But, you know, look, you're, you're looking to take shots. And if you're desperate running back, you really don't have any slam dunk option to begin with. I think Whitaker and Reeves are both interesting, you know, just given how, how much upside the actual matchup has itself. Definitely a green matchup uh, with, with the Bears. And if we've learned anything from watching what San Francisco, how they botched that game, how the Jets – uh, seem to botch theirs. Uh, you got to run the ball on those guys. Let's take a couple Twitter questions with Larry Gold while we got you on here. We appreciate your time. Uh, Twitter questions. If Tate is out, which he's looking definitely uh, iffy now with Ben Tate uh, start not uh, potentially playing in the Cleveland. Uh, the guy has, uh, this is Nate Springer, Springer Nate uh, on Twitter. He says, I have Crowell. If Tate is out, do I go Crowell or Floyd? What do you think of that uh, question, Larry Gold? We talking Michael Floyd or are we talking Malcolm Floyd? No, no, yeah, he's talking Michael Floyd. Oh, Mike, uh, I'm a big Crowell guy, but I'm a bigger Michael Floyd guy. My, Michael Floyd was our, you know, breakthrough guy of the year at Scout. Uh, the game against Denver, even though it's Stanton under center, Floyd, Floyd is, is, you know, he's borderline uh, wide receiver one at this point. Um, you know Crowell is going to split either three-way three or with just West if Tate isn't packed out. So Crowell is relying on scoring a touchdown. You have to expect Michael Floyd to be a big component of the game plan against Denver. They're going to be likely chasing from behind. They're going to have to air air it out. You have the opportunity for garbage points in the second half. You you got to roll with your best players sometimes, and I see no reason why you would not start Michael Floyd. Mike, you like this Isaiah Crowell kid? No, I love Crowell, but I love Michael Floyd. You know, I was just listening to Larry talking about uh, Floyd and, uh, you know, the the spot he's going to be in with uh, Drew Stanton. Drew Stanton, that's not that much of a come down from uh, uh, from Palmer. So, uh, you know, I, I mean, I hate to say that, but uh, the bottom line is uh, Michael Floyd, I mean, he has been anointed as the number one uh, wide receiver for Arizona. So he's going to be that guy. So uh, I would uh, I'd go with Floyd. Yeah, I, I I love those running backs for Cleveland, and and it will be interesting to see how that all shakes out. I just don't like what I'm hearing from uh, from Ben Tate. So that that'll that'll be interesting. Larry, thank you so much for uh, 
for coming on tonight on Red versus Blue. I'll let you go. Definitely look forward to uh, reading your articles this week, seeing you on the message boards, and of course, good luck at DraftKings. The, the one guy before you go, the one guy that you're that you're looking at at DraftKings that looks more appealing than the rest. Hmm. Um, I'm I'm all in on Wilson and Harvin Monday night. Nice. I love, good. Monday, I love good. the Monday night sweat. I love the Monday night sweat, and I think Russell Wilson is a hey. Look, Eli Manning torched that torched the Redskins. Pete Carroll shows no mercy when he gets up big. If for some reason the game flip runs where the Redskins keep the game tight, all the more reason for Wilson to have to air it out. I look for Jermaine Curse to have a big game, but I look for you know Percy Harvin's looked good so far, but he hasn't really busted out yet. I think we see it Monday night. Cool. There you go. There you Sounds have it. Good. Larry Gold, your fantasy expert at Scout Fantasy. Thank you, Larry, coming on, and uh, good luck this weekend, my man. I'll, we'll look for you. Thanks, guys. Good luck. Good luck to you too. Have a good night. Oh, man, right. looking for all the big names in the leaderboard. You look for me, Team Legacy. Uh, two red ducks is Larry Gold on the leaderboard. Dr. Roto's on there. Tommy G. You'll see all the names uh, of the of the pros. Pilar, the real Pilar, she'll be on there. Uh, you know, look, this is this is a fun contest, and it looks like the support has been so overwhelming for this contest. They're going to close in on sixty thousand teams tonight. Still have Saturday and Sunday, Mike. I think they're actually going to sell out. I wouldn't have said that just a couple of days ago, but I think they're going to sell out ninety-two thousand yeah. entries. Man, unbelievable accomplishment. Well, that's what it's all about. You know, just everybody wants to get involved and uh, get involved in fantasy football, and, and uh, especially get involved in the weekly, the weekly team, the weekly games. I mean, that's what it's all about. I just have fun with that and. Uh, because all it takes is one shot, Scott. Put you, you put together one good lineup one week. That special lineup, boom, you're in. That's good. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, it kind of feels it, it kind of feels like the uh, the millionaire, the billion dollar, uh, the billion dollar bracket challenge. You know, uh, you're you're trying to make yeah. that perfect yeah. bracket. But <laughs> these odds, these odds are not one in a million, one in five hundred million. These odds are one in ninety two thousand. So look. Right. One in 92,000, a shot at a million dollars. Uh, that's good. And, and, you know, look, at the end of the day, it's fantasy. It's fantasy, and we right. know fantasy. So you, you can already look at yourself in the mirror and say, I'm better than half of those entries. So now you've cut yep. your odds down to 40. You know, you're in the top You're in the top 47. you got a 40, one in 47,000 shot at a million. I mean, yeah, you might as well take it. I mean, you're not going to get those odds but, in, uh, you know, anywhere but, else. Uh, you're just not. But that bottom half could be looking at, looking in the mirror at the same time, going, "I'm better than all those sixty-four thousand people that think I'm not that good." And now watch Mike, me do what I can do. Let's talk about the epic implosion of Tom Brady and what they're facing. Uh, they, they of course get the okay. Bengals. They're in Foxborough. I want your thoughts on Tom Brady, Bill Belichick. Uh, if you watched the montage on ESPN or NFL Network uh, this morning, I it, did. Was, it was I on did. Bill Belichick, and he, and he just kept saying, we're on to Cincinnati. To the Bengals. We're on to Cincinnati. We're on to Cincinnati. On to Cincinnati. On to Cincinnati. <laughs> what about Tom Brady? Is, Cincinnati. He a, is he a drop at this point? Is there any faith? And then I've got another thought about one of his weapons. We're on to Cincinnati. We're on to Cincinnati. I mean, really, I, you know, I, I think it, it looked like a frustrated, a very frustrated uh, Bill Belichick when I saw that uh, press conference. Uh, 
You know, this game is going to be in New England, uh, and I cannot believe this, but Cincinnati is one-point favorite at New England. Um, I don't think New England's done. I just think that Brady needs more weapons. He needs more weapons uh, on the outside and going toward the post. Uh, Edelman, he's doing fine, but that's about it. Gronk, Gronk's hurt. There's no doubt about it. But uh, but he's still performing. But uh, other than that, I mean, he, he has no weapons. There's no running game. There's nothing whatsoever. And I think Cincinnati will control that game. It will be interesting to see. I think that the defense will rally for the Patriots. They do have a good defense. Uh, you know, look, uh, the game that they they were just outmatched against Kansas City. Kansas City brought their A game in front of their home crowd, trying to break a world record. They did so, and they looked fantastic. They got Jamal Charles back. They couldn't stop him, and it just looked like everything was going the Chiefs' way. This game, though, I think will go a little different. The other thing that I want to talk about fantasy-wise is Brandon LaFell. Nobody in the high-stakes world, was respecting Brandon LaFell. I looked at the bids. Yep. I pulled up all the bids. I wanted to see where, you know, what happened this week with, with Brandon LaFell. And I was so amazed. I was so amazed at the amount of bids that were low on Brandon LaFell and how many leagues just right. let him slip through everybody's fingers. Now, 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 granted, the highest bid was 400 out of all of the FFWC leagues, the highest bid was 400. There was one 400 bid. There were only two bids from 300 to 400. Okay, that's a, that's that's low. And then there were only eight bids that were over 200 to 250. I would. Okay. I, okay. All right. So my point that I'm getting at was this: It's New England. It's Tom Brady. And he's getting more snaps, basically, than he, he's tied for Julian Edelman, 51 to 50. Uh, ball touches 10 to 8. And after the game, Tom Brady said, we have to get that guy the ball more. He is plugging in. It's almost like the classic Wes Welker story that everybody in Miami, they couldn't figure out how to use the kid. Uh. And then New England looks at him and says, we know how to use him. All of a sudden, Brandon LaFell, who was a great talent at LSU in college, he gets Drafted by Carolina with high expectations of being able to fill that role, never, never lived up to his to his expectations. Maybe it was just the chemistry with him and Cam. All of a sudden, Tom Brady looks at what he's got and he says, "We got to get this guy the ball more." And nobody well, in the high stakes world, very few people uh, across the industry no. in the FFPC, NFFC, and all even our contest, really went out and said, "Man, I'm going to go ahead and get that guy because Amendola, not a threat. Dobkins." Scott, 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 Scott. not a threat. They're, they've been deactivated because you know no why threat. they didn't go get him. They did. A lot of people did what I thought. I'll tell you. It's why. like I'll tell you. Oh why. man, they they. I'll tell Brandon you. Why. They've got a bad taste in their mouth. They remember the Brandon LaFell from Carolina. No, that's why. No, no, go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, 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 no. That has nothing to do with it. It's like, uh oh, we're going up against Cincinnati's D. And then the next week, we got another good tough D. Uh, man, Brandon LaBelle, he's not going to bail us out. He's not going to bail me out. He's not going to bail me out. As a fantasy owner, he will not bail me out. There's bro, no way. Bro, so, bro, bro. It's 11-man no, lineup no. in the FFWC. A body is hard enough to come by in the FFWC. And you're telling me that uh, Tom Brady's number one weapon me. at 10 touches is not going to be a threat 
not going to be a threat to your roster and to your starting lineup? Are you kidding me? They play the Jets in Buffalo in the next two weeks. What are you talking about? I would, I, I would, I, dude. I, there is no way Brandon Lapel is going to be an impact in the next two, three weeks. No way. I'll bet no you. I'll way. bet you he makes your roster. I'll bet you he makes your. I bet you he's better than your last guy on your roster. Who's that scrub? Who's that scrub? <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll, okay, all right, I'll go ahead and take Cecil Shorts. Yeah, you start Cecil Shorts this week against Brandon LaFell, and I'll guarantee I'll bet you a million dollars that Brandon LaFell wins. But what I'm saying is you're, you're saying that Brandon LaFell is going to make a difference for New England. He's not. Bottom line is, Scott, he's not going to make a difference. Okay, well, all I'm saying for fantasy purposes, he could fill a he could fill a spot on your starting lineup, and uh, and he could do a pretty damn good job of it. He looked good. I think he's not respected right now. We'll have this conversation again, Mike. We'll have the Brandon yes, Lafell conversation will. in a couple of weeks again. Just remember this: I'm the guy that picks up the Packers five minutes before game time last night and starts them on you. So, okay, <laughs> give me a little credit here, bro. I start the Packers on you. You sit there and love you, let bro. the Packers. You let the Packers go to a guy like me. That's a big mistake. Big, big mistake. I, I I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and start a bunch. But that, but that was an interesting. Uh, that was an interesting uh, situation with New England. We'll see if they can, if they can rebound this week. Uh, Mike, other news that I wanted to, I wanted to talk about. It sounds like Justin Hunter is going to finally get his opportunity. Sounds like Nate Washington. Uh, they're going to give uh, Justin Hunter a few more opportunities at the X receiver role in the two wide receiver sets. And look, Hunter is a guy that you couldn't start if he's not even out on the field. I mean, he's not getting enough snaps. He's only out there in three wide receiver sets. Now he would replace Washington in those two wide receiver sets. That would let you know that, okay, now there's now there comes uh, an opportunity here for some, for some action for those guys that have been very patient and haven't been rewarded yet for Justin Hunter. Now they're yeah. playing Cleveland this week, very tough matchup, but then they get Jacksonville and Washington, which are two very doable games for a wide receiver. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I, I lost favor of Justin Hunter uh, be, just because of uh, Wisenhunt. Wisenhunt pretty much had, had enough of him. So, uh, yeah, yeah I, I really uh, I don't care – much for Justin Hunter. I'm, I'm more high on Kendall Hunter than I am Justin Hunter right now. Yeah. You're, you're, what, 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 what name? Kendall. Who are you higher on? Kendall Hunter? <laughs> oh, boy. Yes, sir. Oh, what's going on with this show now? Oh, where, where's my, where's my scout fantasy experts? Where, where are my scout fantasy experts when you need them? Megatron <laughs> is expected to play. Uh, it will be kind like Calvin Robinson. A, it will be interesting to see if he's more of a decoy. You like that Calvin trade I pulled off in a, in the Louisville Legends? You like that? Oh my uh, gosh, man! No, no, what? no, no! I didn't like what? that. I, I didn't like that at all. But that's fine. That's fine because you had a you had a plan in place. But bottom line is, uh, me and Joe Dixon, we're gonna rule that league. And Ralph is feeling so good right now. I'm like, man, you ain't that good. <laughs> Uh, Reggie Bush should have a big game this week, uh, considering that Joy Bell will be on the sidelines. Theo Riddick will be on the sidelines. It should be the Reggie Bush show. The, the rule of thumb is Reggie on turf, right? Joyke on grass. Yep. But this week, yep. but this week you're, you're getting Buffalo, uh, a great matchup. And look, you got You got to get Reggie out there and he's playing at home. What are we going to, uh, this will, this will be a good game for Reggie. 
what are we going to do with C.J. Spiller and Fred Jackson? What, what's going to happen with that that duo? I mean, who 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 points out as the best? Well, look, that's one of those situations. You know, you've always got uh, you've you've got the ageless wonder in uh, in Fred Jackson never seems to, to to slow down, and and he's getting the snaps. So when Fred Jackson is getting more snaps than C.J. Spiller, that's what you really look at. Ball touches, C.J. Spiller still has him. Mike, that's about all the time we have. Thank right, you, Bob. everybody, for being here at Red Rock. We're Bob. always the fastest hour in sports. Uh, we appreciate you guys being here in the chat room, and we'll see you. That's a good luck in DraftKings. Let's win a million. You've been listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.